This is Low Carb Mom, your weekly support resource for maintaining a keto or low carb lifestyle. We keep you on track with a tip, low carb resources, and a meal plan for the next seven days. Use this resource to stay focused, motivated, and inspired in your low carb lifestyle. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my co host, Jason. Hi there, Jason. Hi, Miss Elizabeth. How are you doing there, Jason? Ugh, I feel bloated. Bloated? Oh no, maybe it's because you've been eating too many carbs. If you're going to call four bags of licorice too many carbs, <laughs> I think maybe I might. you're right. Oh my goodness. Today's tip is about being keto for one. If you are a keto in a family, but not everybody in the family is eating. So here's the big tip, Jason. I'm going to get straight to it. Just vacuum seal all of your leftovers in individual servings and freeze them for future meals. That's thinking ahead. Yeah, this tip really helped me when I was starting a low-carb lifestyle and struggling to manage the sheer vast quantity of food that I was preparing, which was not being consumed quickly. Let me explain. When I switched to low carb, I did not insist that my entire family, such as including Jason, nope. would switch with me. And I got licorice to eat, Miss Elizabeth. I can't do. be doing that low carb stuff. That's right, Jason. I figured that if the food was good enough and that if I made it and you would like it, you would slowly join me and acclimatize to it over time. But over a well, like over more than a year, this really hasn't happened. And you know, you can sit and be worried and ask, why won't they keto with me? But I will tell you why. I have done some intern. You don't have to ask people and blame them and start fights. You can go internally <laughs> and ask yourself, why won't they keto with you? And here's the answer. It's too much to ask your whole family to shift their entire eating style overnight or even over months because their taste reception, just like your taste reception, has been built up over time. When you shift away from carbs and sugars, your taste changes noticeably. For example, broccoli tastes to me so sweet it almost feels like a cheat dish to me now. Cheese can be consumed as a dessert, and if I try candy, it's really so cloying that if I'm honest, I can't properly enjoy it, especially past that first bite. Wow. Believe it or not, Jason. You shifted from sugar. I've shifted from sugar. I mean, you can very quickly shift back. But if you think about it, the same must go in reverse to someone who has not abandoned sweets. The food that I have come to love must seem on the bitter end of the continuum, or certainly on the very not sweet end to someone accustomed to drinking soda with their burger. Or four bags of licorice. Or four bags of licorice. Those are probably sitting pretty heavy for oh, you right now. I'm not doing well. I got it. I'm I'm logy. You are a little bit logy. I'll tell you what. It's I'm because crashing. It's, it's all that Why? sugar. Oh my goodness. Food preference is complex. It's based on things like habit, genetics, childhood memories, sensory reception, and even Jason biochemistry. Now that I understand taste a little bit better through shifting from low carb myself, I'm even less likely to push my menu on somebody else because, Jason, perception is personal. It is. Since most of my recipes make four to ten servings and I don't want to eat the same thing ten nights in a row, I had to develop this strategy to manage this amount of food with the least amount of waste. So the answer is to cook new recipes whenever the opportunity arises, whenever you have the energy and you want something, and then vacuum seal and freeze single servings as much as possible. This rule gives me the freedom of flavorful and various foods 
along with savings in time and money. So I never need to have the same dinner twice, which is boring. And I find that I'm more satiated when I keep the dinner options rolling as well with variety coming. So this means I'm also more likely to stay on my program and compound my metabolic success. Preparation is 80% of success, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, my goodness. You've been saying that for years, Jason. I say X is 80% of Y. I just happened to land on a good one for you once. You did land Often on a good one. Often it makes no sense what I say. Portion control is another practical benefit to vacuum sealing leftovers in individual servings. If you leave a casserole in the fridge and like come back to it later for another serving, you might have a larger portion next time because your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Plus an extra spoonful maybe before you go to bed because that food is super delicious. When your portions are sealed and frozen, your future meals are consistent, they're protected, they're easy to track, and they're hard to snack on. And plus, Jason, your frozen portions are going to travel well also. If you have a high-carb family, extended family meal coming up, you can pack a serving of meatballs, for example, or a sweet and sour chicken. That's a, like a keto version of the sweet and sour chicken. If you need something for work, these might fit the bill there as well. So what do you think of that? That sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. I mean, they, they're they the right exact portions and they're sealed up tight, so they're not going to cause a mess. I got to do something. I'm seeing things right now. So here's, here's what I use. I use the Food Saver, but you can use any brand. So the Food Saver right now is $30 off at my Costco. And it, it has been in the past. So I know that that sale comes up, uh, it comes up maybe like several times a year. Uh, the regular price is $140. We're talking Canadian dollars here, Jason, for our American <laughs> friends. So, yeah, make sure you come on down to the local Costco, pick up that thing now this that, weekend because it's on sale. It's on sale now, but it's also on sale Find later. Find one near you, I think, is what you need to do. Try to catch it on a sale is what I'm saying. Because they're what I'm saying is, Jason, they're cheap. They're easy, easy to access. And um, they are often on sale. That includes starter rolls and bags. And the bags I find are nice for small items, but to be honest, um, I don't get as much use out of them before I discard as I get out of the rolls. The rolls are better value, especially if you can get a couple of different widths. You can also find uh, the same or similar models on Amazon. The price could be even better there. Check to see if they come with the rolls. And you can also find them on places like Facebook Marketplace secondhand. Although there, I find that the price is like $80 and... To be honest, without the rolls, that's pretty much just market value. So try to get it for even lower than that if you possibly can. Or and read down. the product description carefully. Don't accidentally buy one of those things you attach to a vacuum cleaner to cut your hair. Like a suck and cut or yeah. a suck cut. cut yeah. well, whatever they whatever call those. Is, yeah, yeah. you, you got to be careful. You got to be careful because that is not going to help That's not going to help you with your keto mission at all. No, it's not going to. But well, it, it will make you look styling. It will, Jason. Yeah. They can go together. Order. Uh, yeah. Okay. You got room in your shopping cart for two things now. The suck cut and the food saver. Vacuum sealant thing. Yeah. It's all about Sealer. vacuuming. This week is exactly. all about Exactly. That's why I got confused. It can take effort to cook casseroles and multiple portion meals day after day, like I sometimes end up doing. But if you have a good storage method in place, soon you will have a variety of meals available to choose from from your freezer. And then when you have the options in your freezer, you can take a break from cooking. 
compromising neither your diet nor your taste buds so you don't get bored. Bonus, Jason, use the vacuum sealer to preserve bulk buys of meats. So if you find a really good deal on chicken or steak from anywhere, anywhere that you can find this week's, you know, great sales on meats, seal them in the amounts that your recipes will usually call for. When they're my recipes, it's two breasts per portion, or maybe it's five to six thighs if we're talking about chicken. And I, when I seal the steak, I will add the marinade in the bag so that the marinade freezes with the meat, Jason. When the meat um, defrosts, uh, it marinades in the bag as it defrosts. So it like saves both cost, money, and also makes the food prep easier. Sounds good. Isn't that amazing? Okay, two resources for this week. These are some vid a couple of YouTube videos that I really enjoyed. I keep coming back to this channel, which is called low carb down under, I think is what it's called. And the video that I'm bringing to you is busting low carb myths. In this 20 minute summary of several low carb myths, uh, the doctor who's the speaker touches on some of the most common reasons that people think that they cannot cut carbs. So it's really, really interesting. If you're having any doubts or you have some questions, they probably get touched on in this video. One point that stood out for me is the question about your gallbladder. What if you don't have a gallbladder or you have gallbladder problems? And here's what I found out, Jason. Gallbladder problems can be caused by bile stasis or the bile just not moving through the gallbladder where the individual consumes too little fat to cause the bile to flow out of the gallbladder. So consuming fat causes the gallbladder to contract and move stored bile into the intestines where it helps to digest those fats. When bile is stored too long, it can crystallize and form gallstones, which can be painful and require surgical intervention. You're telling me. But you don't have to have a gallbladder to go low carb. Just FYI, you still are making bile <laughs> and producing bile to be able to digest your fats. Anyways, here's a second video. It's called Carnivore Secrets for Women. And this is another channel that's a little bit extra markety, like she markets her group. Um, but I do find that this particular video is really good information because, okay, so while I'm not a carnivore, I'm getting more interested in this subset of the low carb lifestyle. I notice that as I lose weight and approach my goal, my calorie app is lowering my calorie allowance even more so that I can continue on that downward path. I have been succeeding much better at the low calorie allowance when I choose my food more carefully, specifically if I eat 70% fat or as close to that as possible and a as much protein as possible, then I will feel more content, more satiated and less likely to cheat. Plus, I learned a new term. This new term is butter boobs on which more later, I hope. Oh, brother. Yeah, there's a thing. There's a thing called butter boobs. It's about. I, I don't think <laughs> I think you can leave that as a cliffhanger. Well, go to the video and learn about butter boobs. It's towards the end of the video. I'll let you know. Don't just Google that. Recipes will be available there too. And if you join as a supporter, you can interact with me and the Low Carb Mom community. We touch base every week to share our progress, trials and tribulations, and support each other through the hard parts of the diet. Hear more from me and Jason at the podcast Hello Smileton. This is our comedy fiction podcast designed to start your week with a laugh. 
In order to be tolerable in the long term, everything on my plate must be delicious and packed of positive energy. Sounds good to me. It's a complete approach to life that will see us through strong and happy, both physically and mentally. Subscribe to Hello Smileton at hellosmileton.com. Have a strong and healthy week. Stay mindful, stay organized, put down those licorice candies, and we will see you again next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.